Welcome everybody to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream. Very beautiful, gorgeous, sunny Wednesday in the great state of New Jersey. Now home to the USA HIFS competition, Quran champion. All right, we are the hosts of the championship, okay? Is there an award or a symbol of the championship that they could host in the masjid of whoever owns it or the house of whoever wins it? That would be cool, right? And then every year he's got to, you know, give it back or, or... or they make another one every year. That would be nice. Today is the affairs of the Ummah. And we got a couple of affairs in the Ummah. And we'll, if, if the independent will let us in, no paywall, good. The Islamic State group says its leader was killed by militants in Syria and names his successor. So the uh, ISIS, why are they even in the news? What have they done? All right, register to continue reading. No, thank you. I'm not registering to the independent. So ISIS, like, like you, you're out of business. Honestly, Donald Trump put him out of business. Like, all the attention changed when Trump took power. It's like he, it wasn't a priority to have a boogeyman. That's really what it is, to be honest with you. Because I think they were, they were upheld by some other Western forces. And is, or maybe Israeli forces, too. Because this group was, out of nowhere, a bunch of bums and thugs come up. No offense to them, but that's really what they are. They came out of jails, right? They so ex-military, Iraqi military that have no job anymore, who are looking for a job, right? I mean, these are not, this is not some trained, planned operation, grassroots operation that's been, no. Came out of nowhere. So my theory is it has to be, okay, it has to be that some... Uh, outside force. How is it that these guys who are on the run from the Russians, on the run from the Americans, on the run from everybody, yet they're able to put out videos better than the guys in California and Zaytuna? <laughs> How are they putting these videos out, right? I'm telling you, there's there are uh, Mossad agents doing the work. I guarantee you. How much you want to bet Mossad agents are in the middle of the ISIS. Uh, What is that note? For tomorrow? Yeah, okay. I got you. Right. Well, on August 3rd, ISIS's Furqan Media Foundation released an audio tape with a statement. Audio tape. With a statement by Abu Hudayf al-Ansari. All fakes. No name. Right? ISIS spokesperson. In the tape, the organization's spokesman announced the death of Abu al-Husayn al-Husayni al-Qurayshi. Again, no names. No names. ISIS spokesman blames the leader's death on al-Qaeda-affiliated HTS. Al-Qaeda, which was basically... uh, put out of business by ISIS, up-and-coming ISIS, which is con- hilarious to hear Al-Qaeda blaming ISIS as being having no basis in the Sharia and their violent group. Okay. All right. Uh, dominant organization in the rebel enclave of Idlib is Al-Qaeda. 
All right, so Al-Qaeda HTS, whatever that means, is now uh, running out of Idlib, and they went in and, and killed, uh, uh, allegedly, ISIS's spokesperson, uh, ISIS's Khalifa, so-called. He denies the official version published by Turkey, according to which Al-Qurayshi was killed by Turkey's national intelligence organization. All right, so Turkey's CIA killed him, according to another story. HTS issued a statement denying its involvement in killing ISIS's leader. It should be noted that alongside the news of his death, rumors also circulated about the ouster of the leader even before he was killed. So maybe they killed him himself, themselves, right? If you're on Instagram, you can always come on for interviews onto YouTube to see the whole interview. That's number one, to see both sides. And because tomorrow we have a big interview, and I'll tell you later in the, in the broadcast, in the stream, who we're having tomorrow. Okay. Although the date of his death is not specified on the audio tape. What do they mean audio tape? Do those things even exist anymore? Audio tape? Like a cassette tape? The ITIC estimates that he was killed in April 2023. They say he was killed a long time ago. As ISIS has done this in the past. All right. Information about the leader's death is held secret and then they put it out after they've stabilized and they blame somebody else so that they have the right to now go and kill them games 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 they have a shooter council okay and they established and they 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 established support and recognize another leader this is the fourth leader of isis killed since the establishment of the organization which was when 2000 and what 15 14 yeah the last three leaders were killed after a relatively short term of office, and it seems that their term of office is getting shorter after the first leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, served six and a half years, while the last leader served only six months. It should be noted that the short term of office um, and the high turnover rate of organizations' leaders are a severe blow to ISIS's power, capability, and image. I don't think they need a blow to their image. I don't think they have much of a great image in the world anyway. It should also be noted that the four leaders were killed on Syrian soil, to which the center of gravity of the organization's leadership has moved. All four were killed in areas where the Syrian government had limited control. They were killed in either Idlib or Dara. I have a friend from Dara. He's uh, Syrian in Tampa. He's a lawyer. And he's single too, if you guys are interested. Any, any people out there have sisters or... Yeah. I, we did Omrah together. If HTS is indeed responsible for the leader's death, this is the second time that ISIS's leader has been killed by a rival organization, rival gangs, basically. Okay. Main message of the audio tape. Sheikh al-Mujahid, Abi Hudayfa. Hold on a second. Al-Sheikhu al-Mujahidu. Abu Hudayfa. Right? Oh. Oh, Allah. Thank you very much. That's where you guys went. Didn't know where you guys went. Inshallah. Al-Shaykhu Al-Mujahidu. Okay. Unless Kalimatin Sautiyatin Kalimatun Sautiyatun Lil Mutahadithi Al-Rasmi Lil Dawla Al-Islamiyya Al-Shaykhu Al-Mujahidu Abu Hudayfata Mish Abi Hudayfata There's no Mudaf and Mudaf Ilay here. Right? Yeah, it's just a sheikh 
المجاهد ابو حذيفه نون ابي حذيفه جست وصف يا الانصاري حفظه الله تعالى اوف كورس ذي دونت بوت اني تشكيل اون ذا لاست وورد كاز ذي دونت وان ذا لاست ليتر كاز ذي دونت وان سكرو ات اب حفظه الله ها has nothing on it because they don't want to screw that up. But the yeah uh, or the well, they have to put the letter there, right? And the, this is the only time that they actually had to put a letter that revealed Arab and they screwed it up. Alright, and that's the opening slide of the audio tape which they obtained from Telegram. ISIS Telegram group. Anyone here on the ISIS Telegram group? <laughs> comedy so man so absurd it's like idiocracy it's like i'm telling you the cia the mossad came together and with their limited knowledge they said how can we put together an islamic boogeyman right let's take let's let's you know what one of them did the week before the month before one of them had watched what's his name Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen's movie. I'm telling you, the month before, one of them had watched Sasha Baron's Cohen movie, The, The Dictator, Dictator, right? And he took all his inspiration from that, right? <laughs> I'm telling you. Or he went up and he looked up all the British uh, jihad guys because the, the, the British had these... Um, I, honestly, I think they're, they're like puppet jihadists because they don't ever do any jihad. They just talk about jihad. Yeah, all those guys, all those characters, all those characters. Abu Hamza, uh, uh, all these other characters. Caricatures, I'm telling you. No names, right? No actual humans behind. Like, who is that? Wh what are you? What's your background? Who are you? Why should we trust you with anything in Islam, right? Let's look at these names. Abu Hussein, Abu Omar al-Muhajir. Why are you covering your name? Wouldn't you be happy? Abu Hafs al-Quraysh, al-Qurayshi, al-Qurashi. Okay. What if you were if you did something great, wouldn't you be happy? All right. And wouldn't you put your name out there? You're already at war, so what are you worried about? Like you're already at war. So when they go out there covering their faces like this, right? And their names Wait a second. Are you planning like to finish this job and go back to dental school in Sweden or something? Right? Like what what is what's the logic behind covering yourself up? You're already at war with the whole world. Do they think that we're going to serve for five years, then I'm going to go back and sell used cars in England or something like that? Right? And go back and start, you know, watching soccer games again and stuff like that and live a normal life and and go to the local masjid? You're already at war with the whole world. You're canceled. You're done. So be out there in the open. It makes no sense what they're doing here. They're not a single face. You know, notice with these guys, right? They're always using the monkey bars. <laughs> no matter what happens, every jihad video news has to have a, fa a co face covered guy with military fatigues doing the monkey bars. <laughs> right? I'm telling you, man, the whole thing is is cooked up, absolutely cooked up by um, the Mossad, the CIA. And, of course, they found our own people, uh, suckers, you know, to go, in, to go in with it and to go in for it. There's no doubt about that. Is there any doubt that that's the case?
All right. Next is your boy. Everyone here is boy, Imran Khan. The guy seems that I reported on his arrest like five times already. It seems that's what it seems like to me. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. You know who was behind that? Mm-hmm. A great man of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His name is Khadim Hussein. A Sheikh Al Jalil. Rahimahullah, he passed away, of course. Um, Khadim Hussein, right? Khadim Hussein Al Radawi or Al Rizvi in Urdu. But it's in Arabic as Al Radawi, right? Uh, was he from Ahmad Rida Khan's lineage? Is that why it's called Radawi? You know, some a lot, yeah, the Dawa version of it, right? And the institution version of it is Dawat Islami, which is Sheikh uh, Ilyas Qadri. Okay, see, I know my stuff now. Now, um, here's my theory. My theory is as follows he came out, right? Against this blasphemy that happened to the Prophet Imran Khan went against him Right And that was not good for him Right For Imran Khan And that's the reason everything went south Once he went against that sheikh Right Everything went south for him And now the law's in That's the, 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 the My analysis of it Because nothing Things don't just turn on somebody for no reason and it's not just the powers of the world shutting you down. There's always something that, there's always something behind that, especially with Muslims. Why does someone just suddenly go down? Oftentimes there's a sabab lil sakhat and sabab lil maqt. There's a reason that things are going south for a person or things go north for a person. And we have to study these so we can protect ourselves. And you're going to go against an imam, an alama, an adaiya, who is all about. The, the name of the party is victory to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And when I heard that he went against him Now that and everything makes sense now Of why he went down like that Right No he didn't just talk Straight That's that's my kind of shit Can you pull up his picture while I pull up an article about him Yeah. Wow. Rioting for what? Because of the prophet's uh, blasphemy? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Subhanallah. That's how I want to I want to age like that with fitness with activity. You know, he was in a wheelchair and he did this. Subhanallah. Um, I want an article on his life in English, of course. Khadim Hussein Rizvi. Let's go to the, the, the Wikipedia tra- page and see what happens. Because, oh, there's nothing there. It's just his birth and his death. Like, active t- for his whole life with this beautiful big white mane and a black turban. This is, this is what the, you guys, your generation calls goals, right? This is like how you want to live at the end of your life. Okay. Let's go to Al Jazeera's um, 
article about Khadim Hussein Rizvi. And while um, get one of those nice pictures that shows his. Yeah. That's a good country, if you ask me. All right. They didn't. He moves people. He moves people. Yeah. And it, and it's not him who moves people. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he uses whomever is courageous enough to say the truth. Right? And when you look at the da'wah, remember yesterday we, had the, we talked about the Sam Harris clip? Did I talk about it? Sam Harris came out, and he's a big atheist guy. And he came out and... And someone asked him, what's going on with all the youth in the world just accepting Islam on the streets, right? And posting videos about it as on some live stream, some podcast interview. And Sam Harris says that, you know, Islam is a religion that is not made, you know, for wimps. He used another word, right? Whereas Christianity is always like, let's just get beat up. Let's get crucified. Let's get beaten. And then Jesus is going to come and save us at the end of the day. Like, there's nothing to do. There's no energy involved. He said, but you go to Muslims. These people have an expectation to dominate the world, right? And, right they, and when you deal with a religion that everyone has that belief, right, you, you're, you can't contain this. That was a summary of his clip. I'm actually going to bleep out some of his language and just write something because I have some thoughts about it. Now, let's think of when he's saying this. He's saying this in a century. All of the forces of Western Europe and America have clean house against the Muslims. Like, these aren't even wars. They go to, uh, to is that an even war to go to fight Afghanis in flip-flops who are behind, like, a truck firing the, like, machine gun? The guy doesn't even know how to use a machine gun, right? He doesn't know how to use anything. He's in flip-flops. Those were the pictures that we saw in the war, right? These are the attackers. The guy is in the back of a pickup truck, and there are some... I don't know, old Russian from the old war gun, and he's operating it, and he's not even looking, right? And he's just firing away. So you went in and wiped house there. You went to Iraq, wiped house there, cleaned up shop. Everyone's beat, you, 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 you finagled the disaster in Egypt, disaster in Libya, disaster, you, you maneuvered that, okay? Disaster and ensured that Syria is in disaster. So... There is not a single of the heartland of the Muslim world that has any worth politically. Zero. Okay? Their own people don't even want to live there. Yet you're still worried about Islam? Just think about that. You're worried about Islam when you have decimated its heartland multiple times. The British came in decimated. Russians came in decimated. Americans came in decimated. Israelis are always decimating. And yet you're still worried about the spread of Islam. It's because the spread of Islam is not from humans. This is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the, the Hadafina relaxed, right? They are relaxed. They know this is the work of Allah. You're not stopping it whether you like it or not. And here we have kids in the middle of England, in the middle of uh, the heartlands of America, just accepting Islam and openly saying it, right? It's going to become a trend. All you need it to be is a trend for 10, 10, 10 years. That's it. Because those people re marry and reproduce, right? It's just like anything. Like, for example, um, the hippies all came to the Islamic countries, to Morocco, 
And some of them became Muslim and some didn't. And this was a trend for like 20 years. That's all you need. All you need is 20 years. And you established that Islam is, is in those people. And it was like that Sufi type of Islam. Maybe it's Sharia, maybe not. But it's definitely they like something about it, which is the dhikr portion of things. And some of them went in and took the Sharia and some of them balanced things and some of them didn't, right? All you need is tw- one generation, right? And something is established. And from them, Sheikh Hamza really was at the edge of it. He wasn't really like a hippie from that generation. He was at the edge of it. He came in and he went and studied with Murabit al-Hajj, came back and spread it. And now it's permanent. It's not going anywhere, right? Likewise, with these kids in the middle of America, all you need is 20 years of, of, of that as a trend, right? And it'll catch on and enough people will be Muslim. And the middle of America will be, enough people will be Muslim that you could drive through there and you could live there and everything will be fine, right? And the congressmen will have to now um, bend to their constituents. That's how it is. Bend just enough that it becomes a place where we're safe to, to, to live and practice our religion and we're not going to go extinct here, inshallah. Ta'ala. In fact, I think Muslims will flourish in America. Many people think it's the opposite, but no, I think it's actually Muslims will flourish. So here you have, how did we get to talking about that? In any event, let's get back to the subject of Khadim Hussein Rizvi. We were saying it's not one person who does this movement. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala moving the hearts of people. Hardline Pakistani leader Khadim Hussein Rizvi. This description by Esad Hashim. A Pakistani, right? This is a Pakistani name. Shame on him. Hardline Pakistani religious leader. Sheikh al-Shiyukh al-Da'i al-Kabir. Okay? Khadim Hussein Rizvi. Who rose to prominence in the South Asian nation by campaigning uh, on the issue of blasphemy against Islam has died in the eastern city of Lahore. Far-right Tahrik al-Baik. See, what, what, is there a better name? The movement of Labayk, Ya Rasulullah, right? We're going to read that. Okay. He, found, he founded this party after, uh, or his, the party that he founded was behind the recent protests against France over the Prophet Muhammad cartoons. Uh, Rizvi was only 54. Subhanallah. And he appeared to die of natural causes. Okay. After suffering an illness over the last week, but the exact cause of his death on Thursday night was not yet clear. When he came to the protest sit-in, you got his picture up? When he came to the protest sit-in, he was not feeling well. Okay. Hundreds, no, not hundreds, thousands of TLP supporters clashed with the police and blocked major highways. Yeah, this is their country. They want the law to be... Yeah, get that one on the left right there. Yeah, that one right there. That's the best picture. That's a great picture. Okay? Well, these are the, these are the men we look up to, whether you... These are the people we look up to. Okay? He stayed unwell for a few days after that. Imran Khan, on the passing of Maulana Khadim Hussein Rizvi, my condolences go to his family. Okay, he's being nice at least, so maybe that'll give him some takhfif. But I'm already. And Allah knows best, but that's just the analysis. Why he went against that sheikh, he need, it was political. I'm sure that he personally didn't want to go against him. 
but the protest was against the French government. Remarks by French President Emmanuel Macron that defended the right to blaspheme under free speech after a French teacher was beheaded by a teenager for displaying caricatures of Islam's prophet Muhammad last month. Do not make cartoons of the prophet because we have in our ummah crazies who we can't control. Can't control them. You will get, you will suffer if you make cartoons of the prophet, right? Because we have in our ummah people we can't control, right? You will suffer if you make cartoons of the prophet. This is just how it is. It's a kanun in the universe. Well, if we can't do it lawfully, if we cannot stop you and imprison you lawfully, as the uh, you know new age people say, the universe will go and take care of this situation. I'm telling you, that's the reality of, of what happens to all these people. Who have you seen blaspheme the Prophet said and make fun of the Messenger said then go on living a normal life? Even if they live there in hiding, they're worried, and it still catches up to them like Salman Rushdie. Okay? Who, you know, this, the world that we live in is telling us what they feel about the Prophet when they give him an award or they put him up. I think he was nominated for an award. Even after the stabbing. Okay? We don't condone these things, but I'm telling you it's going to happen. So it's almost like don't walk around certain parts of town and walk around and pull your money out and count it. Right? If you're a woman, don't... Go to certain parts of town at night. Okay? Am I saying that, are we justifying gang violence? Are we explaining? No, it's there. It's a harm. Stay away. They're wrong. Likewise, anyone who goes outside the Sharia and the law of his country that he lives in is in the wrong. But it exists. So we're warning you. That's all it is. Protesters demanded, and this high school... Man, a high schooler. And he beheaded. When was this written? Yeah, this is old. This is old. Okay. But when did he die? Okay. I, I thought that he died more recently than that. Hmm. So that's that French thing happened a long time ago. That was that, I think, kid from the Caucasus, right? Bosnian or Dagestan, Chechen. Yeah, they don't play games. Protesters demanded Pakistan expel the French ambassador and cut diplomatic ties with the European country. This was way back in the day. Okay, but we want, it, we want a biography of his life, not this, this Al Jazeera's uh, story here. We want, you know, a story about his, his biography, basically. You found it? Why did the one I saw was... That's where'd you get that? Oh, maybe mine just hadn't loaded. That's what it was. Let me see if I have it on my iPad here. Yeah, I think mine just didn't load. How is it? What's it like? He is the famous scholar who uh, who who has a clip of him. Doing the surf table. He's doing the surf table. You ever see that clip? Yeah, they send it goes around every once in a while. He does a whole the whole surf table. Yeah. I think with Hamida, the word Hamida. Alama Sheikhul Hadith. That's what I'm talking about. 
Alama Khadim Hussein Rizvi, founder and first Amir of the uh, TLP, which is the Labbaik Party. Alama Khadim Hussein Rizvi was born in 1966. Oh, he's young. He was young. In the uh, area of uh, Punjab, his brother Amir Hussein is a retired junior commissioned officer from the Pakistan Army. Okay, he started Hifs classes and then he got admission to Jamia Nizamiya in Lahore. Tell me about that school. Who knows about that school? Is that the school? He's in, I don't know, but the, I don't know to be honest what the name of the school is, but I heard that name a lot. Jamia Nizamiya. All right, and he started giving khutab there. He then kicked the Awqaf job. I guess he left the Awqaf job when he was asked not to talk on Namusi Risalat and Khatim al-Nubuwwat. They were told him, they told him to not talk about that, so maybe as to not agitate the Qadianis, I guess. When there are Ahl Bid'ah, you're supposed to agitate them because when they get agitated, they don't think clearly and they just mess up themselves. Okay, And you're supposed to, in a sense, mock the concepts or the or the the imams, so that the you everybody knows to look down upon them, right? And that's actually part of why did the prophet call Abu Jahl? He didn't say no. He has his opinion. We have to respect it, right? No, Abu Jahl. He was called Abu Hakam. Now he's Abu Jahl. Yes, Omar. Mashallah, Jamia Nizamia. What is it? Can you get pictures of Jamia Nizamia? Like it's not a it's not a school. Is it a school with like desks and stuff, or is it a traditional? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not into an Islamic college with um, the Western trappings. Yeah, no pictures, hip, hip images, because it doesn't feel right. Studying Dean, and I asked a guy one time. He went to uh, one of these Islamic colleges. I was like, "What are the grades?" He said, just like us, A, B, C, D, and F. I said, okay, what's a passing grade? He said, D, obviously, 65. So I was like, so you're going to get a 65 in Aqidah and you pass, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's really good. That's really good. Where? That's, that's the Sheikh, mashallah. So he's a graduate from there. And he was very firm on the stance from the very beginning. He's fluent in Urdu, Punjabi, Arabic, Persian. And he was known for his speeches in the defense of Khatm al And apart from the... Is there even a discussion on that? I, w- I don't even know how to give a speech on that. It, the messenger is the last prophet. Is there more? That's badihi knowledge in Islam, right? But they want to uh, soften it, I guess, for the Qadianis. That's why. Which is strange. He became very much, very beloved. And he was always quoting the poetry of Ahmad al Khan. Okay, and Muhammad Iqbal, all right. And he was called Amir al-Mujahideen for his hard work and his sacrifices for Namus al-Risala. What do they mean by Namus al-Risala? Khatm al I know, but what do they mean in Urdu by Namus al-Risala? Okay, he was called Babaji and Ustaz Saab and Rizvi Saab, okay, by his followers and those who loved him. He has been confirmed, confined to a wheelchair since 2006, ever since an accident near Gujranwala as the driver of his vehicle fell asleep while driving from Rawalpindi to Lahore. Qadr Allah ma 
but he never made his disability a weakness. Instead, he made it his strength and continued Islamic work with more pace. In 2017, he founded a political party called Tahrik al-Baik, okay? And a political front called Tahrik al-Baik, Ya Rasulullah. And it came into existence after the hanging of Ghazi Mumtaz Hussein Qadri, who assassinated, you know, with a guy with a name like that, he's someone good, right? Ghazi Mumtaz Hussein Qadri, and they put here, radiallahu anhu, okay? And he assassinated the blasphemer, Salman Tasir the governor of Punjab, for opposing the blasphemy laws and saying bad words about the blasphemy laws. During the assassination of the governor, Allama Khadim Hussein Rizvi was serving as an awqaf official in the Punjab government. Allama Khadim Hussein Rizvi had rightly justified the assassination of the blasphemer, Salman Taysir, uh, on the pretext that Tasir had termed blasphemy laws as a black law. He was served warning notices. We, we good? Well, good. Uh, he was served... You guys can speak up anytime you want. You have a mic. He was served warning notices from the Awqaf to cease and desist. Okay? From f- spreading his views in favor of blasphemy laws. What's wrong? What's up with this Awqaf? But he re- He refused. And he kicked the Awqaf job. I guess that's an expression. He left the Awqaf job when he was asked not to talk about it anymore. Okay. He left. He had more opportunities to preach everywhere in the country. He traveled city to city, street to street, zenga zenga, bait bait. Okay. Uh, to build support for Section 295-C of the Pakistan Penal Code, which deals with blasphemy laws. If committed against the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam, he also spoke out for the release of Ghazi Mumtaz Hussein Qadri radiallahu ta'ala They they put that there radiallahu ta'ala His persistent advocacy earned him the nickname of the blasphemy activist and Namu Sirisala Chaukidar. Namu so the Risala is the honor of the Prophet sallallahu. Thank you very much. Now let's read about. Um, by the way, you know that the Dawat Islami uh, headquarters in Houston? Do you guys know that? Yeah. Yeah, they're in Houston. All right, let's read the Wikipedia page. Pretty much the sim- same. Controversy section. Okay, good. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good part. Let's see what they say about him. Uh, it's not controversial to us. It's controversial maybe to them. Okay, on November 6, uh, 2017, Rizvi organized a long march from Lahore to Islamabad. Okay, I'm not going to pretend I know the geography, but where is that exactly? From the coast to the center, right? Lahore is the coast. Lahore is not too far from Islamabad. So if you drive, it'll be like three or four hours. Okay. Um, that's a long walk then. That's a one day, full day walk. More than that even. Okay. And he belonged... To the, uh, uh, he sent the, he did this uh, march to get coverage, press coverage, for the resignation, calling for the resignation of the law minister, Mr. Zahid Hamid, who belongs to the PML movement or party, regarding an alleged ill motive to cha- change that favored Ahmadis in the bill, in bill of 27 election of Pakistan. Whoever wrote this does not speak English. Rizvi soon began receiving support from the public 
other religious political parties and other segments of society making way for mushroom growth of pro- <laughs> for mushroom growth of protest nationwide for the mushroom of no for the growth you either mushroom or growth <laughs> you can't put both all right the general public took the same demands of resignation because the march got so much attention okay thereafter Media shutdown began, and the government ultimately responded with force, shutting down all of the news channels, blocking all social media networks from covering the march. And that's, I guess, where the problem started. This created mayhem and confusion in the cities of Karachi, Rawalpindi, Islamabad, Lahore, and Punjab. By late evening, the army chief had to intervene. Okay. Now, fast forward to the next year, 2018. After eight years of detention and conviction by all the lower courts, a Pakistani Christian woman, Asya Bibi, who was accused of blasphemy, was found innocent in a landmark Supreme Court verdict. The final judgment said that one of Bibi's accusers violated the name of Muhammad, a covenant made by Prophet Muhammad with the Christians in the 7th century, but still valid today. Justice Asif Khosa ruled that the two women who made accusations against Asya Bibi had no regard for the truth and that the claim that she blasphemed the Prophet is a concoction. Okay, The Supreme Court of Pakistan's ruling cited material contradictions and yani, um, uh, material contradictions, we would call that muttarib al-riwaya, and inconsistent statements of the witnesses that cast shadow of a doubt on the prosecution's version of facts, okay? So it has shubha, and it has um, uh, no yaqeen. This prompted the TLP under the leadership of Rizvi to initiate demonstrations in Karachi, Lahore, Peshawar, and Multan. Clashes with police were reported. A leader of the TLP, Muhammad Afdal Qadri, uh, said all Supreme Court judges deserve to be killed. The red zone in the, in the capital, Islamabad, where Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is located, was sealed off by the police. In public speeches, Rizvi demanded that Asya should be subjugate, subjected to the punishment of, blasphemy, of the blasphemy laws. And he said, our sit-in will go on until the government accepts our demand. Denying reports that the sit-in would soon be over. All right. He would later be arrested in November after about three weeks of the sit-in. So they had a sit-in. And how did they do things? Uh, they actually just camped out there? Amazing. New York Times says, they had chance. What were the chance? We will lay our lives, but we will not step down from the demands, said Mr. From, from our demands, said Mr. Rizvi, the, the cleric from atop a stage set up on car, on a cargo truck. And they chanted, Lebeik, Ya Rasulullah, Lebeik. Okay? SubhanAllah. Oh, wow, that is amazing. Put it as if they're saying this to Mr. Rizvi. To be honest, right? Like, if, if I was non-Muslim, I was reading this, I would think his followers think he's a prophet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They should put, I am here, prophet of God, Muhammad. Exactly. I am here. Or chanted in support of the Prophet Muhammad, Labaik Ya Rasulullah Labaik. Because uh, as someone with no, you always have to look at the perspective of someone with no knowledge. Exactly. That's extremely important. Like the perspective of the absolute zero awareness of what's going on in this in your religion. All right, here's another controversy. March 2019, 
a third-year student in a certain college, Khatib Hussein, stabbed associate professor Khaled Hamid and killed him. Whoa. Khatib Hussein was in contact with Zafar Galani, a lawyer and senior member of the TLP, and obtained approval for the act over Tinder. Ah, this story went far off real quick. This is, and they have, Tinder is like hyperlinked. Why? Right? The supposed motive for the killing was blasphemy and insulting rhetoric towards Islam. In 2018, Sarir Ahmed, the principal of Islamic College. So, I mean, I mean, I guess, how do we support this? Because this is extrajudicial in Islam. We don't believe in that. March, you can march, but extrajudicial killing. So Sarir Ahmed in Islamia College was murdered by a 17-year-old student whom he had reprimanded for missing a number of classes. The student accused the professor of engaging in blasphemy. So that's exactly what's going to happen. Now anyone I don't like, I engage in blasphemy, kill. That's why extrajudicial killing, punishment, anything is in Islam, it's always something frowned upon. Right? Because, not frowned upon, it's forbidden. It's it, it, even if you did it for the right reason, it's going to lead to chaos. Okay, Sony to seven hundred on Instagram saying, "Are you guys shadow banned?" Probably. I got a notification, but Omar said he got a notification. Okay, good. In twenty twenty, Rizvi promoted protests on the release of the Pakistani film Zindagi Tamasha. He accused filmmaker Sarmar Khusat of blasphemy. The material he alleged to be blasphemous includes criticism of ulama and an alleged reference to Baja Bazi. Translation? Well, that's um, something any imam would condemn too, right? Yeah. Pakistani author Muhammad Hanif, who had seen both the censored and uncensored versions of the film. By the way, you know that stuff attracts enemies. If people do that, Muslim or not, you attract an enemy force to come and destroy your country because Allah protects the kids, no matter who you are, Muslim or not. Bring you a Mongol, bring you an American, bring you a British, bring you Russians. Right, no matter who it is, so you can't mess around with kids, especially little. You know they're innocent, so um, Allah Taala is in support of the innocents. Okay. That's it. Okay. I'm sure that they're not, they're going to try to make it as if he's criticizing the critic of Bajabazi, but obviously he's not. Because that's, that would be against the Sharia that he believes in. Be an inconsistency. And you know that the inconsistency of Barahin is Sefa. When, two, when, 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 you're, when you lay out your proofs, and your proofs uh, in, are inconsistent, okay, then that's what, we, what is called Sefa. Foolishness. And that's why... That is the proof in Islam that the rational uh, fact, facts 
observable facts and transmitted facts, provided that they are all certain facts in their transmission and in their in their indication, Dalala can never contradict. Because all of them are from the Barahin of the Khalaq, the proofs of the Creator. Allah created the intellect, He created this world around us, and He revealed us the Quran. Therefore, none of these can contradict each other. Right? And that is really the one of the biggest fundamental principles of Ilm al-Kalam. And philosophers, they only go by rational facts. Like they've eliminated transmission and observation. Or they've minimized them. The naturalists and the scientists today, the people who are into scientism, not scientists, but the advocates of scientism, they elevate the observable empirical facts and they minimize reason and transmission. And religious zealots in any religion who will ignore scientific facts and ignore reason, they elevate transmission and they reduce reason and observation. There's a group called Christian Scientists, for example. They have their own version of science which does not use labs and eyes and, and, and observation. They don't rely upon that. They don't go see doctors, right? And some of them, when their kids die, they get prosecuted for, for neglect, right? Um, and so the whole point of Islam is that we use all of these and the highest of them is a transmission of the Qur'an and the Mutawatir Hadith, right? And hence, any time that a verse of Qur'an contra- in, in itself mentions two opposing things, then we have to do ta'weed. And that's what the mutashabihats are. And Allah told us they are mutashabihats, and they only appear as mutashabihats to give us a meaning that otherwise we couldn't, couldn't be expressed any other way. Such as the meanings almost always of the relationship of the infinite with the finite. The infinite who is Allah. And his relationship with the finite can, is always given to us and described to us with an anthropomorphic seeming verse. That Allah comes down to the lowest heavens of the earth. In order to give you the uns that Allah is near you at that time. The hand of Allah is with the group. Right? These are the, and Allah told us there's mutashabih because this is the, 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 the readership, the Qur'an is anthropocentric. In other words, the readership is a human being. The reader is a human being, I mean. The audience of the book is a human being. So it has to come in a language that he'll understand. And then Allah tells us in the same ayah, the rasikhuna fil ilm, they will say it's all from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that you can also read it as they understand it. The rasikhuna fil ilm And they are the ulama of the asha'id And the maturidiyah Okay That understand And even the hanabira Because they Hanbalis do ta'weed of the whole ayah They don't do ta'weed of a word But they do accept ta'weed of an ayah The general meaning of this verse Is Allah is near to you That's what they say They won't say this word means No they will say the general meaning of this word uh, Of the verse So It is impossible for these three sources to contradict them because they're all Allah's proofs. And as Sheikh Mahdi Lak said in his lecture the other day, the proofs of Allah's existence and the truthfulness of the messengers is at a certain level that makes it 
makes us able to become solid in our iman, yet also gives enough room for the kafir to reject it. Because uh, if there was not enough evidence, we couldn't be believers. The intelligent person couldn't believe in it. An intelligent person who has a brain would not accept it because there's not enough qatay evidence. Because intelligent people only operate by qatayat. They don't build anything on dhaniyat. Okay? Speculative things. They only go by certain things. Certain meaning absolute. It's definite. All right? It's doubt, no doubt. Yet at the same time, if the proof was so clear, it wouldn't be a test. Nobody could become a kafir. Like there's no one who is a disbeliever that the sky is blue because you can't disbelieve that the sky is blue or that the sun comes from the east and sets in the west. Nobody can disbelieve in that. So when people say, well, why doesn't God just come and bring us a sign? And, and, and because the, otherwise it wouldn't be a test, right? So it has to be right down the middle. And the proof that the dean keeps transmitting from generation to generation, that's the proof that, that it's, the, the evidence is clear. And worldwide, too. So it's not one nationality f finding favor in it. Like you could say, okay, the Arabs are going to find favor because it's going to elevate them. No, here we are in a century. The Arabs are not anymore the champions of Islam. And the Malaysians and Indonesians are, you could say. Right? Malaysia and Indonesia, they have a, a zeal and a love for the deen that you don't find in these Arab countries. They have a freedom to do stuff for the deen that you don't have in the so-called heartlands, the lands that the Sahaba lived in and, and conquered in their time and the, the first three generations. So you, have, you can remove the, the supposed possibility that, yeah, because they accept it because it's good for their nationality or their heritage or something. Remove that completely altogether. So... Or that, oh, it was good in that century, but not now. Well, then why does it keep spreading now? Right? So uh, that's the nature of proof and the nature of evidences. And anyone who is successful in life, Muslim or Kafir, they always care about epistemology. Epistemology. How do I know something is real? How do I know it's false? Right? How do I know that we're achieving anything? And when you care about epistemology, you succeed in any field you have. In business, they, they call these... Uh, key performance indicators Like how do I know you're actually working How do I know that you're actually Getting a job done Like show me that you're doing something When people raise kids with a lot of emotion And fail It's because they do not give enough They don't lay out exactly What I want you to do And therefore they end up achieving nothing Respect your parents Study Okay how do I study Alright how about sit down at this hour, until this hour, set a timer, empty the room of all technology, read the chapter, write down the vocab words. Like, teach someone how to study. Oh, go study. He's got his book sitting on his bed. That's not a place to study. So basically, you look at the people who fail, they only fail because they don't put down, pin down objective measures. And once everything has a, a secret and a key, like everything has a secret and a key, Hifz al-Qur'an has a secret and a key. Once you figure out the key out, anybody can do hifz. In Mauritania, every single kid is a hafiz who goes through their schools. No one fails. How? They figured out the key. Recite a sort passage 300 times. They figured out after all these centuries, you literally, it is impossible. The donkey that's behind you will memorize alongside with you if you repeated it something, you know, uh, that many times. Anybody will memorize, no matter what level of 
intelligence you have, and intel really intelligence has nothing to do with memory, if you repeat something 300 times. Then if you can't recite it by dhuhr time, you get a break. You come back at, after dhuhr some period of time, you recite it to them again. You make a mistake, you do another 300 times. That's enough of an incentive not to screw up the first time, right? Mm -hmm. Then after Maghrib and Aisha, you review some old surahs and you recite them. Between Maghrib and Aisha, you review, you recite them. And the kid all day long is doing hifs. Within a short period of time, he memorized the whole Quran, right? It, 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 they, they broke it down into a science. I bet you if, I, if, if you took this and you scientifically approached everything like this, you can even take the least athletic person and make them make the varsity team, right? Like you could take the least athletic person and if this kid throws 500 free throws a day in the morning, then 500 three-pointers in the afternoon. It is impossible after a summer of this that he doesn't make the team, right? Because you're just going to be that good. Now, of course, basketball is not just free throws, but just, that's just an example. You make the team, but you might not necessarily win. Yeah, you'll make the team. You'll be, you'll be worth it. But you don't have, greatness is different. Greatness is from the inside. Something deep happened, or you're, you have something in you that is a gift. That's greatness. But to be competent at anything, uh, it's achievable with a key that we can all know. That's a of performance these are objective measures okay yes yeah oh it has to be absolute well, it can't be it can't be speculative okay. the burdens of proof burdens of proof in the sharia for blasphemy laws mm -hmm. blasphemy any it's it's what gives certainty I can't remember in the books that they say there has to be two two witnesses or three witnesses. It's what... Boom. I mean, Shifa Qadi is all about that. You know, there's two Qadis. Qadi Ayyad and Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi. Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi is not held in favor. He is in fiqh, yes. In many matters. Not all matters, but in many matters. In taf He has a tafsir, but in aqidah, no... In other things, no. He said very bad things about Sayyidina Al-Hussein. He said th bad things about Sayyidina Fatima. He said Al-Hussein was killed by his grandfather's sword, meaning by the law of the Sharia. And he said Allah raises and lowers means, he said like, he lowered Fatima and he raised Aisha. So the people of Andalus were good people. They, they rebelled. I think it was Andalus. They rebelled. And there was a riot outside of his house. So one of the ulama was walking by in a mosque and they prayed in a mosque and there was passing by and, and a, the local told him, this is the grave of Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi. So he immediately covered his face and walked right out of the masjid. They said, why? He said, I don't want anyone thinking I came for a ziyarah here. Because uh, he, uh, of these statements, they're not visiting him. One thing I really want to like learn about because I feel like there's so much controversy regarding him, especially if you go online. Mm -hmm. like, there's so many different sides to it, like people defending him, saying no, these statements aren't his statements. You know, like uh, some people making takfir of him, for example. Like uh, obviously, you know the Wahhabis, like they'll say, "Oh, look, look what he's saying about Wahhabi Wujud." You know, all these different statements. That's Ibn Arabi. Oh, wait, this is a different. This one. is Qadi Abu Bakr oh, Ibn Arabi. Okay, okay, yeah, this is a different one. Uh, Ibn Arabi with no alif lam. 
Qadi Abu oh, Bakr ibn al ibn al Arabi. Qadi Abu Bakr from and because both from Andalusia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ibn Arabi is from Seville, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. And Qadi Abu Bakr ibn Arabi, I think, is from Granada. We could look it up. But he ended up being a faqih. Okay. Uh, and he was in the Ulum al-Zahir. Ibn Arabi and Ulum al-Batin. No, Ibn Arabi himself would never say these things about yeah, yeah. Ahlul Bayt. Here, look it up for us. The blasphemy laws. Okay. Let's see what Five Pillars has for us today. There is a Muslim woman, Pakistani Pakistani Muslim woman, and her... This is bizarre. Oh, I saw this. This is the one I was going to bring up. What's going on here? So I read about it. TikTok influencer. Oh, this is crazy. And her mother and two men, guilty of murder? After... Yo, my goodness. What's his name from the, the, the Five Pillars brother? I forgot his name. What's his name again? Dilly. Dilly. But he's a great guy. I would hang out with him all day if I was in England. But you got to get rid of this pop-up box. <laughs> hey, you're you're like your guys are all hackers, aren't you? Can you get us a? Can you that quick? You made it? Wow! Amazing! 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 Really nice. Can you make this in? Um, yeah, Gotham, and the bottom in Baskerville. All the serif font. You know, San, Serif and Sans Serif? No. The Serif font in Bas- New Baskerville and the Sans Serif font in Gotham. And then make nothing but facts, all caps, and spread it out. Okay? And then sh- show me. These guys are quick. Okay? These guys are quick. All right. TikTok influencer and her mother and two men. Guilty. Of murder after an argument over an affair led to a high-speed chase. Kind of ridiculous drama. Okay, well, when you have, I guess this is in England, right? When you have that many Muslims, you're going to have all the possible dramas that you can possibly get. Mahik Bukhari and her mother, Ansarin Bukhari. Ansarin. Ya Jama'at al-Khair. It's either Jama'at. Salim or it's Jam'i Taksir. Okay? Do you ever hear someone say, Akabirin? Akabirin. It's Ya Imma Jam'i Taksir. Ya Imma Jam'a Mudakkar Salim. Or Jam'a Mu'annas. Ansar. Okay? No, it's Ansar, not Ansarin. Anyway. Okay? The plural in Arabic can be a perfect plural. That means you just add in or un. Or you can break the plural and the the plural, the word itself is broken up to become plural. Okay. Sometimes they're mixing up English as well. Like How? The shiuchs. The shiuchs. <laughs> How about this? Nasir, one who gives victory. The plural of that is ansar. So it's broken. We broke up the word. Right? Muslim pluralizes as muslimun. So you kept the word and you added something. That's called a perfect plural. Salim. You, you left it alone. So these are from Stoke-on-Trent. Now, Rais Jamil is 23. He's from uh, Lowborough. And Rikan Karwan from Leicester. 
They rammed, these four people, rammed a car off a dual carriageway, instantly killing Saqib Hussein and Muhammad Ijazuddin, 21 years old. Both of them 21 years old. The murder occurred on the A46 near Six Hills in Leicestershire. You know, last semester when I was saying Leicester and Gloucester, I knew it was Leicester and Gloucester. I was messing with the British people. Yeah. <laughs> the murder occurred on the A46 during the early hours of February 11. Okay, early hours of the day. I guess after Tahajjud, they went out and had this fight. <laughs> Mr. Hussein was a passenger in the car, had made a 999 call. I guess that's British 911. Okay, just for the Americans. Seconds earlier, stating that they were being chased by people in Balaclavas. What is that? Ski masks. Okay. Yep. Okay. Being rammed off the road, and they were going to die. A murder investigation was lost, which led to Ansarin Bukhari, Mahik Bukhari, and the three men, okay, four men, and Natasha Akhtar and Muhammad Patel, all arrested and charged with the murder of Mr. Hussein and Mr. Ijazuddin. Okay, drama. Netflix documentary. Today, following a trial at Leicester Court, Crown Court, all of these people were found guilty. Okay. Well, what's the reason? Poor guy here, they're pictured in thobes. You know, Muslim youth thobes, shiny with stripes where they don't belong and stuff like that. Inquiries carried out during the murder investigation showed Mr. Hussein had been in a relationship with the Ansarin, the mom. Wait a second. Mr. Hussein, 21 years old. He was in a relationship with the mom, Shaykhun Ajib. After Ansarin, who was married at the time, tried to end the affair, Mr. Hussein, I guess that's the husband, uh, no, Mr. Hussein, the youth, made threats to expose the relationship to her husband and share the pictures that he took, and he took videos. So we Muslims are now doing this trash too? This is not Muslim news. This is Fasik news. Okay. All right. Ansarin Bukhari had offered to pay back money. So wait a second. You want to get exposed? You want to go guilty for murder? Ansarin had offered to pay him money. Okay. And it was arranged for Mr. Hussein to meet her and her daughter who knew about the affair. However, Ansarin and Mahik Bukhari arrived at the arranged meetup place in the Tesco car park in Hamilton, Leicester, along with the six other defendants. Why would you go with so many there's people? There's a whole video of it. The whole, like... It's, it's caught on CCTV? Yeah, there's a whole video of them in the car and then them chasing the guy down. And like, Wow. It's crazy. I mean, she took six guys with you. How do you know one of these guys is not going to turn on you one day and snitch? The eight defendants were in two vehicles. Okay, an Audi and a Leon, seat Leon, never heard of it. Mr. Hussein then arrived at the car park in a Skoda Fabia, miskeen little Skoda, being driven by his friend, Mr. Ejazuddin, who said he would take him. CCTV footage showed this, the Skoda arrive in the car park and then immediately leave. The Audi followed and the Skoda out of the car park two minutes later. The cars then ultimately ended up in a chase before the 999 call was made. 
the collision itself was not captured. Yeah, because a Skoda is a little mesquite thing that you could just knock over. Like, a bun- all of us could flip one over, basically. <sighs> I mean, this has nothing to do with, like, the Ummah per se, but it's just, like, sort of, it's on the Five Pillars UK News. Um, the family of Saqib Hussein paid the following tribute. He was a young, much-loved young man. Uh, uh, do we consider this death Shaheed? Right? Maybe he made Toba, and that's his, you know, he dies as Shaheed. But it's a bizarre thing. Sad thing that people fall into these, these fitting, honestly. I mean, they did it out in the open, in the middle of the street, this murder. So the family has tributes, and of course, at 21, you lose your son. Subhanallah. Terrible. Let's see the comments. No comments. All right. What else we got on five pillars before we move to Q&A? Again, uh, Imran Khan is in the news. We're not going to read that. We've read that him many times, and he's in jail now. Um, okay, I go back to the homepage. I got another pop-up with for my email. All right. Then another murder story. This looks like the New York Post now. You know, the New York Post for us is like the tabloid paper. All right. Now we have men convicted of murder of Muhammad Shah Subhani. Okay. Amraj Punya and Ranil Punya. Is that, are those Hindu names or Muslim names? Following a four-year investigation, four men have been convicted over the murder of 27-year-old Muhammad Shah Subhani in Hounslow. Subhani, known as Shah, disappeared in 2019 in Hounslow, and his remains were eventually found in rural woodland Beaconsfield in December later that year. Also, by the way, when you work on that, can you make the, sh- the, the fade up more like a dark, a dark bro- like a bronze color rather than plum? Last Thursday, following a trial at the Old Bailey, the following close associates were convicted. Amraj, Ranil, Muhannad, Mahmoud. Again, this has nothing to do with the Ummah, but here it is what it is. Shah had been asked to look after a large amount of cannabis. I want to feel sorry for the guys. One is doing zina. Astaghfirullah, he died. May Allah have mercy upon him. And this one, he got killed... On a drug deal. Okay. He was asked to look after a large amount of cannabis on behalf of a local drug dealer. He had given some of the drugs, uh, one kilo worth, about 5K, to a friend, Amraj, to look after it. He didn't study the book of Wadi'ah, right? Fiqh al-Wadi'ah, right? If someone gives you something to look after, you're not allowed to lend it out, you're not allowed to use it, you're not allowed to travel with it. Fiqh al-Wadi'ah, Right? So the guys are going looking after people's weed without studying his fiqh first. Oh, my God. If he had studied his fiqh, he'd still be alive. He'd be sinful but alive. You like sinful but valid? You would have been sinful but alive. Right? <laughs> you know the concept of sinful but valid? Right? You got to do your wadi'a right. He wasn't, mind you, he wasn't, he wasn't killed for doing, for being involved in drugs for screwing up how to be involved in drugs. So he gave a kilo to his friend, Amraj. A wadi'ah is something, I'm telling you here, uh, hold this for me, right? 
while I go do something and come back. You're not allowed to use it. You're not allowed to put it in a risky place. You're not allowed to travel with it. Right? You're not allowed to... to, 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 to. There are certain conditions, though. If it's something that... It's one of those things that it's weighed. It's many little things. If you have another one of it and you could replace it, then you could use it. Like flour. I give you a, a bag of flour with the label on it. Right? And you have one in your... In the basement. You can use the one I gave you because the one um, you're going to give me back is the exact same thing, right? But not for muqawwamats. Muqawwamats are things that are, they're not, uh, just, they're not, they don't have identicals and they're just valued at something, right? So muqawwamats, you can't do that with. But the things that are way, uh, that replaceable, they can be, right? This is fiqh, uh, this is Bab al Wadi'ah. Where is Amrusi? Could you see if Amrusi is here or did I take his home? So, he's, so uh, if he had studied Bab al Wadi'ah, he might still be alive. So then his friend, so called friend, and, and ends up killing him over what? Uh, one, one, 5K, five K, five pounds, 5,000 pounds, um, one kilo of, of, of weed. Is this in the UK? Yeah. But what, what happened was Amraj Punia took the drugs and ran. When his friend Shah came back to him, uh, Punia, Amraj, messed up everything in the house and said, I was robbed. I was robbed. Then Shah realized that he didn't, he wasn't robbed. He stole the drugs and he had no plan to give it back. Okay. Now that caused a great amount of animosity between Amraj and his associate. Okay. There followed assaults against Amraj and Riyadh by the Subhanis. And as a result, threats were made against them for retribution. Okay. On May 7th, Amraj and Shah agreed to meet at Punia's family plumbing business. Shortly after entering the premises... Shah was murdered. You fools murdered over 1,000 British pounds. Like, you're not even good criminals. You could have borrowed 1,000 pounds from someone. You could have stole 1,000 pounds. Paid them back. So you don't know fiqh al-awliyat either. <laughs> if you had known the fiqh of priorities, and you had studied kitab al-kaba'ir, you would have known murder is far worse than theft. Borrow some money and don't pay it back. That's a lesser sin than murder. Man, knuckleheads, no offense to you. Of course, the kid, poor kid's dead, but still. N not only that, CCTV recorded the whole thing. Oof. Bunch of dummies. They put their hoods up. However, it was a summer day, right? <laughs> Shah's car was subsequently found in North London having been fitted with false number plates, okay? And they, uh, the two were found uh, to have used his mother's mobile phone to text, yo, bro, I need some plates done. So you texted that to get false plates. Okay, and you don't know right now that police all around the world, they have the ability to get, to download all your texts with a warrant. That's all you need. You do need a warrant, I believe, right? To ping someone's phone to know where they are, they could do that without a warrant. But to download your text, very quick warrant from a judge. And they're like e-warrants right now. The judge just gets a, uh, 
a notification on an app, a special app, secure app, looks at it, and he does a signature with his finger, click, and the, the detective's got the warrant right there. And then they can, they have the ability to, to download all your texts. So, again, you, what does Ibn Asha says? Before we do something, we study. They committed this crime. They didn't study. What is the po- capability of the police? You know that criminals are very legally knowledgeable, right? They got knowledge of the law. Good criminals, yeah. No, these guys are not. These guys are terrible. No, these guys. These guys are part timers. These not even. These are amateurs. Shah's body was kept in the boot of a car in the summer. Okay. For time, for some time. Finally, in the early hours, they drove out in a car in a two-car convoy to a small village in Buckinghamshire. There, in the middle of the night, they set fire to Shah's body and then burned it in a shallow grave. Man. So, so when you have so many Muslims in the country, you're going to have these stories too, because I think like in small communities, you don't have dramas this this bad, right? Part of the efforts the Subhani family is trying to find their son. The Subhani family attended the Derby Road Industrial Estate to conduct their own CCTV inquiry. All right, and here they encountered Imraj and Punia, and a fight ensued between him and the brothers. Imraj keen to prevent their efforts of getting the CCTV. As a result of the fight, the police were called and the CCTV was taken um, by force at that point by the police. Blah, blah, blah. More drama happens. After the fight, a witness described how they had heard Imraj Punia say to one of the brothers, I will kill you like I killed your brother. You are not a good criminal at all. He's not a good criminal. All right. I'm telling you this on live camera, he says. Imraj Punia was arrested after the fray. And just after his arrest, he was recorded by the officer's body cam. And he says, I'm telling you on live camera, you pig rat, snitch, gangster wannabe, you're dead. Why are you reading this, this story? It's made sort of entertaining, to be honest with you, because how bad he is of a criminal. This is not, this is Muslims news, but it's Muslims failure, really. Uh, but it's not Ummah news. So what are we doing here? Are we doing, is Five Pillars Ummah news or is it Muslims news? UK drama news, I guess. That's what, uh, what um, at one point Oz was, oh, by the way, we have to plug in Oz's operation. Umma spot was going to be news, but it became a translation project. Let's forget this the ridiculous news, waste of time. Bunch of clowns, as Penguin Lover is saying. All right. He's a clown. Okay. What do we have here? Chapter on what? The evidence needed to prove blasphemy. Where is it? Did you find the line? The judgment regarding such a person is the same as judgment against anyone who curses him. Okay, This judgment extends to anything which amounts to a curse or disparagement. We have no hesitation concerning this matter. Okay, It has to be with certain knowledge. And there's no istitaba for insulting the Prophet. 
And it's no different than heresy. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the evidence has to be clear and, and, and without doubt. See if there's anything else besides that, but it's the evidence has to, there can't be speculative evidence on a matter like this. Let's go to the comments and let's go to the questions of anybody here who has anything to say on today's live stream. Which really we read it was good to read about Khadib Hussein Rizvi. The next two stories were you know the bungle up of Muslim people, which happens. But I mean, you know. Merch. No, we don't have merch, but I'll tell you what we do have. Arcview. Okay. Uh, Arcview, in starting September, full Arabic course. Beginners, intermediate, advanced. Taught by none other than Sheikh Mehdi Lak. Will be teaching you full Arabic. Hibs for kids. Along with fiqh and seerah. Okay. Can you look up if Sinead O'Connor got an Islamic burial or not? I saw that on the news. Did somebody... Uh... Looks like she did. Who led the salat over her? Upon her, I should say. Yeah, late to rest in a Muslim ceremony. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, looks like a what? Like a Leading imam. Okay, so a Muslim prayed upon her. Sheikh Omar al Qadri. Sheikh Doctor. Sheikh Doctor Omar al Qadri. Attended by the Prime Minister and the President really? of 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 Ireland. Wow. Okay. Because they love her in Ireland. Okay. I came up here today to pay my respect to Sinead, said Liam O'Neill. Okay. She had a voice like a rock, extremely talented and brilliant. Okay. Uh, Grammy Award winning singer for her 1990 cover, Nothing Compares. The musician um, was mourned. Okay, by family and friends and dignitaries in a private burial. All right, keeps when you're done, you can scroll down and we'll read the rest of it. Okay. She had a, uh, her effect on the Irish people. She had a great, profound impact on the Irish people. Okay, and they loved her. She's one of the daughters of Ireland. All right. Dr. Omar Qadri said, the more she sang and spoke about her own pain as well as about the pervasive sins in society that she witnessed, the more her voice and her words resonated with listeners and touched their hearts. Sinead never stopped her search to know God, fully exemplifying a life marked with a deep communion with God. Gifted with a voice that moved a generation of young people, she could reduce listeners to tears. Okay. Listen, if I was if I was doing, I would say, look, you all share in her the love of the mu music. I come from another perspective, yeah. and we share a connection in her conversion to Islam, mm -hmm. right? 
I'm not going to try to fake knowing about her music, right? And praising it. Okay, so you want your daughter to be a singer? So you're praising it, right? So we'll make your daughter a singer too. So I, but I would say something like, um, you know, just about the, the courage it took and all the suffering she had, she, she went through, because she went through a lot of suffering. Talking about Maulana Rumi's statement here, uh, he said, uh, if Sinead had a poet's heart, I and I believe, I would share with us today the sentiments of the poet Rumi when he said, this place is a dream, only a sleeper considers it real. Then death comes like dawn and you wake up laughing at what you thought was your grief. SubhanAllah. That's a beautiful saying. And, and you can talk about the words of a singer, the lyrics, because that's fair game, the lyrics of a singer. Okay, in any event, very, really good. I'm glad that she had a Muslim burial. And it's just amazing. Allah guides whom he wishes. Last person would never imagine that. Uh, because, you know, she tore up the picture of the Pope and she was just against all this stuff. But apparently she just didn't like some of those beliefs. Ahmed Adi, what's happening? Very good. The tenants downstairs are burning the food. Yes, yeah. Hoopu is asking, is Arcview Hifs daily? I think they do the Hifs like a couple times a week and four times a week and it is for kids as long as the kid could sit and memorize they can attend and there's fifth class and theater class is it halal to lie about a second marriage no marriages are public i don't i never saw that you're allowed to lie that you're married to somebody because marriages are public right because if you don't, then there's a shubha. If you keep your marriage secret, then that woman gets pregnant. And you two have arranged to keep it secret, then we consider that people will accuse her of zina. Then if you're seen going into an, with her in an apartment or in a car, people may assume something bad about you. Things like that. Khadija Asif, uh, Maliki Fiqh. You, specifically, this student people like Rami, people who have done with us Ashmawiya, Akhdari, and Ibn Ashir once or twice are now going to move to Risalat Ibn Abi Zaid. Or, Ash, or Amrusi, one of the two. Okay? In Arcview Plus. All right. Can we make dua for her? Yes, yes, she died as a Muslim. May Allah give her mercy and rahmah. That question that she was thinking, we make it. Oh, yes, yes, we will. We will. Is it the husband's responsibility to enforce hijab on the wife? Uh, it is the responsibility of the husband that he ensure that his, as much as possible, that his dependents do not disobey Allah. That is, he will be asked about what he tried to do about this and if he put in all effort to ensure that the disobedience of Allah did not happen under his roof okay, or in, under his care. It says here that Hamza Yusuf attended the funeral. Which Hamza Yusuf? Because this is Ireland and Scotland, right? There's two Hamza Yusufs, so... Okay. Probably ours, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's not his country, Ireland. He's Scotland. Um, let's stop here and let us recite the word of 
of, of Wednesday. Uh, Yusuf Muhammad, how do we fight Westwesa of Shaitan in worship and everyday activities? If it is talking about the Westwesa of doubts that are creeped in and shukuk, then that is obser- uh, avoided by um, ignoring it. But if you're talking about Shaitan in general, um, Allah says, remember Allah much so that you may be successful. And do a lot of dhikr so that you may be successful. And if you think about it means in specific actual dhikrullah that brings malaika and expels iblis. And it is generally dhikrullah bil'ilm. Remembering Allah by having by studying. The more you study the, the law and the aqidah, the more successful you'll be in navigating life. Right? And, and, and ilm can save a person's life. Right? Knowledge can save a person's life. And one of those things is that even how you mess up in life, if you, knowledge can help you decrease that. Knowledge is not just about how to be good and how to go up in ranks. Knowledge is also about when you are tripping and falling, okay, how to decrease it as much as possible, right? And also knowledge of where you should really stop. Certain awliya, and you never know who's from the awliya, first of all, but you can't cross the awliya. Some awliya are zahir. It's apparent. The signs of wulaya are all apparent like Khadim Hussein Rizvi. The Prophet ﷺ did not tell us about the signs of awliya. And Allah did not tell us of the signs of the muqarrabin and the awliya. Except that we can look for them. And we cannot say who's what, but we can say he has the signs of wulaya. Whenever a person says he's one of the awliya, we mean by that he has the signs of awliya. We, Allah knows only the khatima of people and the realities of people. But we know we, the signs Okay, and we can, if someone is busy with knowledge, he has the sunnah dripping from top to bottom in his appearance. Even in his habitual matters of the Prophet, he's adopted them. And they're doing da'wah. And the ulama affirm his aqidah is sound and his amal is sound, is valid, I should say. Right? And we see the ikhlas in him and we see the fruits, his children, his followers. Those are the fruits. Of the person. And they're connected to the masajid. And they're always in remembrance of Allah. Are these not the signs of wulaya? And not only that, he's been doing it for 40 years. These are signs of wulaya. If that's not the signs of wulaya, then what is? Right? And so a person has the signs of wulaya. You don't come near them. Don't come near them. In personal antagonism. In harm. As for, can you differ with them? Yes, you can differ with them. Can you believe that that person made a mistake? Yes, you can believe they made a mistake. But you still must not personally offend them or harm them, lest their du'a be accepted. Okay, and learn know that uh, someone has these signs. Be very caref- cautious and careful, even how you disagree with them. Because why? Because such people have earned some slack. Meaning, even when such a person makes a genuine mistake, their efforts in the deen and to please Allah have earned them some rahmah, some lutf in how you deal with them. Some, uh, as they say about the Prophet ﷺ, he would, if he saw some flaws in the people or something, he would pretend not to see it, right? 
If the Prophet me the woman came and she said I committed zina. He said maybe it was just a kiss and he ignored her. Can I like try to look away from the sins of the people? Of course, if that person is infecting others, then no, right? But if it's in themselves only, and it's not the moment of nasiha, then he would pretend not to see it and give the nasiha later, right? So as not to embarrass the person. So those people deserve that, and that's why a little bit of knowledge, okay, uh, a little bit of knowledge can really save your life. All right, let's go. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim La ilaha illallah al-Malikul Haqq al-Mubin 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 لا إله إلا الله الملك الحق المبين 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تأخر ويتم نعمته عليك ويهديك صراطا مستقيما وينصرك الله نصرا عزيزا وكان عند الله وجهة وجهه في الدنيا والآخرة ومن المقربين وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتح قريب وبشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا أنصار الله كما قال عيسى بن مريم للحواريين من أنصاري إلى الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسي السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزلنا هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمتان نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم وعيذ نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمع بأذنين ويبصر بعينين ويمشي برجلين ويبطش بيدين ويتكنم بشفتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف هو أحذر من الجن والإنس وأن يحذرون عز جأره وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إله غيره اللهم إن يجعلك في نحور أعدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتحيلهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أطفئ نار من أراد بعداوة من الجن والإنس يا حافظ يا حافظ يا كافي يا محيط سبحانك يا رب ما أعظم شأنك وعز سلطانك تحصنت بالله وبأسماء الله وبآيات الله وأنبياء الله 
وبآيات الله وملائكة الله وأنبياء الله ورسول الله والصالحين من عباد الله حصنت نفسي بلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم اللهم احرسني بعينك التي لا تنام واكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمني بقدرتك علي فلا أهلك وأنت التقاتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين يا دارك الهالكين اكفني شر كل طارق يطرق بليل أو نهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير إنك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيد اللهم رب الناس أدب الباس اشفي أنت الشافي وعافي أنت المعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاؤك شفاء لا يغادر سقما ولا ألما يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفعني كل شيء عابن شديد واكفني من الحد والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نورا من نورك وعزا من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب العظام أسألك أن تكفيني من شرك الذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وباطنا وعلى كل حال يا أرحم الراحمين We'll stop for a few minutes of dua
صلى الله وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين We never told everyone who our guest is for tomorrow Sheikh Almin Khalwadia Darul Qasim We'll see you tomorrow Assalamu alaikum